How's that? You're a naughty boy, Craig. I know, but he's looking at me and literally... Yeah, she keeps going against that polyester Manchester United shirt. <laughs> Listen, don't talk shit, bro. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Chevrolet logo, man. This is horrible. We've got a cold open anyway. Welcome to Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. Attempt number two of episode six. How you been, fellas? Martin, Craig and um, Mark, how you doing? Signing lads. You uh, you living the dream, boys? As the uh, are the royalty checks flooding in? Man, the milk yeah. and honey. Now, now, mate, I've stopped talking to my mum. <laughs> oh, we've, we've all done that, mate. Years ago. Don't worry about that. Get get on the tr- get get with the program. Um, now, now we've got Jeff Reinbold telling us to keep talking ball. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in between sunbeds. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Um, yeah. So we went live last week, which was pretty mega. Um, we've had some good feedback. We've had some average feedback, but no one's left a review on iTunes yet. So, if you do listen to this, please just take two minutes because apparently it's really important. I don't, I don't really know why it's important, but it is. So, if you could just take two minutes, give us five stars. Say everyone's wonderful. Um, the podcast is great. It it saved my marriage. That would be brilliant. Um, we'll um will will be forever in your debt. So without further ado, we'll bumble along and I think Martin has prepared a quiz that addresses some of the feedback we've had this week. So let's do it. Well um, one of the things that I think people wanted to know is a little bit more about the, the four of us. Um some people out there have listened to it know who we are as sort of individuals we played football with them. We may know them from you know school, college and, and other places. But there's hopefully going to be a few people out there that don't know who we are. One of the things that we thought we'd try and introduce is the teams we support. Again, has been our, our way to have a, a quiz to, to get things started. So I've devised a quiz for initially for Dougie. So Doug will get the first attempt at, at the question. And then if you fail, Mark and Craig get to put their heads together and see if they can answer it. I think it's going to be Craig, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I... <laughs> to be fair, I am dominating the quizzes. It's, it's becoming a little bit unfair. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to get all the questions wrong. There's, the, I mean, that's not in <laughs> doubt. Right. So, do we do we get started then? So, Dougie, you're 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 up first. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, your team, have been to the Super Bowl twice now. They've won one and lost one. But who were their two Super Bowl opponents? Uh, one was definitely the pack, and the other, I think, was the Vikings. We beat the Vikings and lost to the pack. That is correct. A point for Douglas. Your first point, Dougie. That is. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Let me let me just interrupt. I played cricket at the weekend, right? And I've played four games this year, hadn't scored a run. So I was getting quite <laughs> quite a lot of stick and uh, I managed to I managed to nudge a little run and um <laughs> when I came back into the dressing room that music was playing. So, yeah. Anyway, sidebar. Go on, Martin. Questions I got twelve actually, yeah. Yeah. It's not good work, that's piss poor. Twelve and four, that is awful, Doug. Give it up, mate. <laughs> I only had I only faced uh, seven balls, so you know. And I played a scoop, okay. a lap shot. 
Mark, you'll know, you know what I'm talking about, Mark. Anyway, go on, Martin. We're getting distracted here. Righto. Question number two for Dougie. Obviously, you know that Arrowhead is the uh, the name of Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. But which state is it in? Missouri. It is indeed in Missouri. Good work. Mate, you're, you're lowballing them these questions, mate. <laughs> you're uh, you're, <laughs> you're lowballing these questions. Wait, what's going if, on if, here? If you had any idea of the relationship <laughs> between me and Douglas, you know that is the last thing I would ever be looking to do. If anything, I'm more likely to have given all the answers to you and Mark to make sure we stitch him up at the end there. So, so I, I think you're, you're way off base here, mate. Way too, off base. Touche. Okay then, Dougie. Before the franchise moved, what were the Kansas City Chiefs previously known as? They were the Dallas Texans. They were the Dallas Texans. Look at that, he's a super fan. He knows his stuff. (laughs) This is Kansas City 101. I'm not... Here you go, number four then. Kansas City have had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks play for them. Who are they? Uh, Len Dawson. Yep. Joe Montana. Yep. And I don't know the third one. I don't think I know the third one. Mark Brunel? No. (laughs) Mark Brunel. Yeah. So, Craig and Mark, a little clue. He wore number one. Oh, I know it, I know it, I know it. Can I come back I in? Know, you know it, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. That's no. really annoying. And for the steal, for the steal. Come on, boys. Oh, how did I not get that? That's so annoying. I, I can't think of any any others. Kansas um, City Chiefs 101 this, Craig. <laughs> oh, l- l- luckily, I'm not a Kansas City fan. Is this, uh, can I get an error, or is that going to make it too easy? No, no. Let hey, me answer it. Of fans. Can I get half a point for getting it now? No, no. The, the, the number one. Give, give, him a, give him a chance. No, the number one is the biggest clue in the world. He, he played number one, as if his jersey number was number one. Oh, what's his um? What, he, what he, was he at the uh, Vikings as well? I'm um, not. That's all you're getting. He played no, oh. number one. Um, oh, fucking. Was it? What's his name? It's not Moon. Uh, is it Moon? Oh. What's his fucking name? Is, is that your final name? Surname's oh. enough. Oh. Come on, oh. Oh. between them, between them. Oh, man. between them, they got it. No, it's you two versus Doug. It's oh, okay, cool. Doug. All right, I'll take that then. Yeah, all so, right. So between you, you oh, got it right. Today, so. Craig, come on. <laughs> oh, <that's> sorry. <laughs> all right, we'll take that. <laughs> there we go. Right then. So go. obviously you mentioned Joe Montana there. You were yeah, the Oilers. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, Joe Montana played for the Kansas City Chiefs, but during his stint, what shirt number did he wear and why? Did, did he wear number 13? He did not. Craig uh... and Mark. Chance for a steal. So, uh, oh God, I'm assuming this will be a different number to what he wore at San Francisco. I'm talking to Mark here, not you, Martin. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can, we, can, can we confer? Can yeah, we confer? Confer. yeah, 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 carry on. Yeah, yeah, talk it through, talk it through. We say, Mark, I can't, I'm, I can't, I can't differentiate, I cannot. Yeah, what do you have at Kansas? One year, Montana? Two, I think, wasn't it? 93, 94? Sounds about right. I'm sure at 
because he didn't he caught back in Notre Dame and he was I think he was like one of the low numbers there two three or four something like that. Um, I I can't think of any other reason why he'd be given a different number. I have no idea why. I've got no idea why. Well, I, I, I feel I could, like I can answer. Yeah, I, I feel like twelve, but I don't know go why. For that, for that. Yeah, turn that around again, mate. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, final final answer was number twelve, and it was his number at college. Was that what you boys are saying? It's good enough for me. I can't be. Yeah. I've just looked yeah, it up. I've just looked it up on no. YouTube, so I, I, on their Wikipedia, yeah. so I know now. Yeah, it's he's, he was number nineteen because the number sixteen was Len Dawson's number, and that was retired. Uh, so when he got when he got to Kansas City, his number sixteen had already it. gone, so he had to turn. go number nineteen. Yeah. So, so yeah, he, signed, he turned the six upside down. Signed a. That's ten, a nice. Signed a ten million dollar contract in nineteen ninety three. Wow. For one for one year, yeah, for the year, yeah. Wowzers! Diesel was making oh. bank. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Shit. Right, uh, next one then. Okay, so Dougie, what are the names of the Chiefs' two mascots? Uh, well, one of them's got to be Arrowhead, the uh, Arrow or something. Arrowhead. <laughs> Arrow, I, I don't know. Who cares? Everything. Arrow's cares. ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, they're grown men wearing costumes. I don't care. If I got that right, I'd be ashamed of myself. <laughs> Doug, Doug did a little stint writing headlines, I what, can tell. What, Arrow the head. What, <laughs> is, I think, isn't one of them the horse? The, 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 the white uh, yes. horse? Um, horse is, yeah, close, close, but... But I can't remember his name. And the other I, one is the, the, the... It's like a wolf thingy, isn't it? It stands behind the end zone. But I've got no idea what they're called. Like I said, I'd be I'd be ashamed if I did know. The other two, you got any ideas? Fuck knows. No, I don't want to be ashamed either. So no, no. Cool. The horse is called War Paint, <laughs> and the wolf is called KC Wolf, who <laughs> was inducted to the mascot Hall of Fame in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know your mascot went to the Hall of Fame? And look, there's a mascot Hall of Fame. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what. If there is a mascot who deserves to be in the mascot Hall of Fame, is the Jags mascot oh, we met on the way yeah. home. Who yeah, told us? He, mascotting, if you didn't know, is a fucking career, guys. He <laughs> left college and chose to become a full-time fucking mascot. Got himself an all-expenses paid trip to the UK for it. However, he was going home on the tube, so swings around about. <laughs> <laughs> he got to hang, hang upside down on a zip wire at Wembley. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Sound, sound bloke. <laughs> okay, then, Dougie. Only one... Kansas City Chief running back has gone to Canton. They've obviously had a lot of good running backs, but who's the only one of their running backs to go to Canton? Christian Okoye. No. Megan Mark? Good shout, uh, That would have been my shout as well. Yeah, I have no idea beyond that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's think. A little, little, little clue, for you, clue for you, boys. He was drafted by the Raiders. Oh, oh no, um... Uh, oh, fuck. Price, Why did I think name? of that? And mid 90s. Um, yeah. If you Marcus don't. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen, there we go. Oh, Marcus Allen. Good shout. Right then, Dougie. Who is the highest paid player, going back to our contract talk from uh, last week, in Kansas City history? Who's the highest? Who's had the biggest contract? Uh, Justin Houston. It is indeed. Justin Houston signed a six year, $101 million mm. contract. And 52 and a half of that was guaranteed. He's a rich, rich man. Well, yeah, it's massive. 
Imagine being that rich, rich just being paid to bust people upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably going to miss the whole year now, isn't he? He's done, he's, he's done yeah. with me, isn't he? He's... Okay, then. Who has scored the most touchdowns in Chiefs history? Uh, uh, it's going to be some. It's got to be Jamal Charles, right? Getting up there. He's number three, but it's not him. Craig and Mark. I would have said I would have said Jamal Charles too, Craig. I, I can't help any more than that. Thing is, the Chiefs are such a afterthought of a team that it's so <laughs> difficult. You're a Jets <laughs> fan. With the Chiefs, Chris. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, we had our time in the sun, mate. We're, luckily, we're based in New York, where people give a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any ideas, fellas? Um, no, I'm I'm out. No. Incredible. Priest Holmes. Really? He scored eight, 83 touchdowns in 65 games. He was only at the Chiefs for six years and he scored 83 touchdowns. That's got to be Shit. wrong. I'm fact-checking that. The, 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 other, <laughs> the other one that would be up there as well is obviously Tony Gonzalez because that boy's got yeah. in the zone for a long while. Or Larry there. Johnson. Another... Larry Johnson. Yeah, Johnson would, would have been another one. Righto, so the um, last question then for you then, Dougie. Kansas City have only ever had first overall pick in the draft once. Yeah, they, they, they chose draft? the left tackle. Um, what's his name? The left tackle. Oh. Pressure, Dougie. Uh, Fisher. Eric Fisher. Yeah, Eric, Fi- Eric Fisher. 2013 draft, the uh, tackle out of Central Michigan. Yeah, because the year before, I think, um, was Matt Stafford, was the quarterback that went, I think... Number there was two quarterbacks that went either side of him, and we had the really shitty end of the stick. I think Andrew Luck maybe went the year before, year after. Year after he did, yeah. Yeah, and Eric Fisher went and like is over. Between, yeah, yeah. And we ended up. Who, who, would, you, who would you rather have now, though, Eric Fisher or Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford. Really? Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> when you got Alex Smith playing as QB, then you probably like. Yeah, well, in that one then, Dougie beats uh, Craig and Mark 5-2. to two. And cue the celebrations. <laughs> you, you, you got the questions first, and it was about your team. You did it weird. Never, ever, <laughs> ever have lived it down, mate. <laughs> I would have quoted that in every show. Let's say that now. We've got our quizzes to come, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm all right with that. <laughs> as long as, as, as Dougie's not doing my quiz, I'm all right with it. <laughs> Oh, Dougie's doing your quiz, by the way. No. Yeah, I'm definitely doing Craig's quiz. Never in doubt. Anyway, so yeah, I've I've absolutely hosed up there, to be fair, haven't I? I've absolutely hosed up, Craig. It was all right, mate. You, you, you just about met the very low bar set. <laughs> um, so you didn't know KC Wolf went to the Mascot Hall of Fame, which I think you might have got. Don't have a long, wild word with yourself I mean, about that one less than half a shit given about that <laughs> less than half um yeah so a little bit uh, you now know i'm a chiefs fan um so it's been a painful journey i've never seen the chiefs be good um we constantly lose in playoffs we constantly flatter to deceive it's a painful experience being a chiefs fan but then we all support teams who are a bit snake bit, and apart from Mark, who supports every team in the NFL. So, you know, <laughs> <Not> whatever. 
Well, he edged his bets with two teams and picked two duffers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as though you can claim, like, I'm a Bills fan who also kind of follows the Rams, and it's not as though you can claim either of them are good. So it's not like it makes any difference. It's not like it's my second team is the Patriots. This is fucking Hobson's choice, isn't it? Which one of those? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> two of the dog shittest teams yeah. in the league yeah. exactly. and you pick both of them just yeah, no, just no. terrible Mark just pick a team That's my 13th just, pick, just, just pick a team <laughs> pick a team mate anyway oh, that, that was a little bit about the Chiefs and that's the team I like um, if you, you go if, sorry gents if you go to the Tuesday afternoon long snapper website which is on our Twitter page You'll have a little bit of a bio there about me, and you can, uh, if you want to spend two minutes just finding out about all of us, we're all on there. We've all got a little bio. Well, Craig and Mark haven't because they haven't sent me their bios yet. But, um, yeah, go on and have a look, and that's that. We're going to move on and do a bit of news now. There's been, excuse me, I'm having a glass of cider and it's repeating. Um, Cheers, mate. That's great radio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not all radios not all radios uh, constructed with laptops on dishwashers though is it you know so. <laughs> this is true <laughs> it's a classy sound we've got it gents <laughs> so um, news this week Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah Ryan Fitzpatrick the I mean it is a slow news week when Ryan Fitzpatrick signing is Exciting. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back off, son. Back the fuck off. <laughs> you, do, you do realise he's rubbish, right? He's not rubbish, mate. First and foremost, he went to Harvard, so that's better than anything you've ever done in your life, so well done, Fitz. Secondly, <laughs> he, he took us to the edge of the playoffs. He managed to turn what was a stuttering, at times embarrassing offence into a reasonably, if not... Some days, high-powered offense. You got to, you know. We talk about that. This is the thing about Fitz, and this is why I was so pleased. It was a no-brainer. The deal had to get done. There was no. It is, you know, both of them. That they're both solid sevens. Now let's not look down on a solid seven. The team is positive. Fitz is positive. He managed to make Brandon Marshall look exceptional. Bear in mind. You know, that's arguably, if not is, probably statistically, his best season, given he had all those years with Jay Cutler. And, uh, <clears throat> I, I, you know, making Eric De- fitting Eric Decker in as well, which was a tough ask. Um, and what did Decker get? 12 touchdowns last year? So, you know, he, he's obviously doing something right. He's clearly um, respected within the team, you know. Um, and let's get let's get going. Let's, let's get what it done first day. Let's let's start preparing. Get your books down, boys. Let's 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 go take let's let's do something this year. Playoffs. One. You know thing what about... the most important thing about Fitzpatrick is? He's not Geno Smith. <laughs> He's also that is the Jesus. most important. If, if that team have had to go into the season with Geno Smith under centre, no matter how much they were, the team were going. No, no, we're all right. We're all right. We're all right. They would not have been all right with him under centre. They didn't want to give. You know, Fitz Magic all the leverage because if they'd have gone, well, if he don't sign, we're fucked. Then he's, he's gonna, his agent's going to take that and run with it. Fantasy wise, is is he relevant for next season? 
would any of you touch him with a shitty stick? Oh, of course. What are you talking about? No, yes. He's, he's an absolute... If you can, if you need a quarterback and, you know, maybe your, your starter's on a bye week and you get the right matchup, of course. You're he, talking, that is a potential... So there's a lot of ifs there, Craig, isn't there? You're talking shit, <laughs> well, Craig. You wouldn't nah, touch him. You wouldn't touch him with mine. Listen. If, if he was coming if, up against the worst defence in the NFL... Um, and like you said, your QB happened to be on a bye week that week. You might go near him because there's a chance he might chuck some passes to Brandon Marshall. Well, he will. It, he absolutely will. There's no chance. He will throw touchdowns. There's no question about that. The risk the risk is, I'll tell you the two big things we have this year. Firstly, devastating news, Forte's injury. We know he always ends up with a knock. Getting him back is going to be massive because he offers so much, not just in terms of his receiving out of the backfield, but he is a, a dynamic and evasive runner. So getting him is important and limiting Fitz's t- um, interceptions. But you, there is no question he's going to throw touchdown passes. There is no question. He is good for two touchdowns, 250 most weeks. I'm telling you that now. Put, put your money where your mouth is then in September. All right, what are we saying? Well, draft him. Don't draft uh, another I'll, quarterback. I'll, draft Fitz. I'll, no, I'll, I'll draft him late. <laughs> <laughs> but you can draft him late. You can draft him late. Him just, the, just I'll take him off the wire. Draft him late. Just I'll, have, I'll have a bit of Fitz, mate. I'll, listen, Fitz, Fitz, Fitz made Martin wear. Uh, not wear, because we didn't figure it out. Fitz made Martin have all United gear and Jets gear for his profile picture for a significant period of time. Fitz is good money with me, mate. Fitz is would, good money. Would, would you draft him if he played for someone else? <laughs> I like Fitz, all right? Leave it alone. I like, I, like, I like Fitz. I'll take him. He's good. Listen, he's good. 250, two touchdown passes. Any, you know, 500 team or below, I, I'd put... put Put money on it. He's, he's good mean, one of the things that one of the things that Fitz has got on his sides, and it's massive, is that defense. They've got a Super Bowl caliber defense. They're not going to have to ask him to put the game on his shoulders. You know, like when he was at the Bills and the Texans, and they, they you know they're playing shootouts. That defense isn't going to be playing shootouts. They, no. they can play a control, sensible offense. He shows that he can put the ball downfield, and I think his biggest asset is going to be the team around him. He's got a great supporting cast with those receivers, but that D, that D is going to take the pressure off him because they're going to give him opportunities. And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Craig. I, I think he'll do all right this year. Fair enough. The team, move, team move. clearly want him. The question is as to whether, like, I, I, can't, I keep can't get past thinking about that last game of the season against the Bills last year, where he threw it away. And I can't help thinking that if he's the man who's going to be able to get over that hump and get you the the big win in the big game that you need to get into the playoffs, I, I can't see it. Talking of the Bills, is the Reggie Bush signing relevant? <laughs> it's an interesting one. Um, Sean McCoy apparently has looked amazing in training camp, which is good. Didn't um, they say that last year? Well, they did, but then he got injured. Um, it's it's a funny one. I, I don't think it is. He missed a lot of last season, um, obviously injured. I think four or five years ago, it would have been a great pickup, but we wouldn't have got him four or five years ago. With, um, with Carlos Williams... Suspended for the first four games. That is the reason we've picked him up because he's another one who can't keep off the the drugs. Your backup in the minute is at the minute's Mike Gillisley, um, who's a quick back but raw. You've got Boom Heron in there and a rookie Jonathan Williams. 
I think with LaShawn McCoy's injury past, it's a good idea to have a decent backup. Um, but I don't, is Reggie Bush going to do it? Is he a decent maybe backup, though? Because he's been at a lot of places and he always washes out. I'm not touching him in fact. No, God, no. No, me neither. Wouldn't go anywhere near with yours. It's, <clears> so I, the, I don't think... I don't think he'll do a lot. But it, it, dep- it, depends what, it depends what role they give him. If he's the third down back, just catching screen passes and, and bits and pieces out the backfield, I, I can't see him. He'll definitely catch more passes than he'll get handoffs. I can't see him having an awful lot of a workload being running between the tackles or anything like that. Maybe a few gadget plays, maybe a little bit of catching the ball out the backfield. But he ain't going to be used extensively beyond that. I just can't no. see it. I, I think he's only relevant if um, if LaShawn McCoy picks up an injury. Other than that, I don't see him doing that much at all, to be honest. And I, I wouldn't go anywhere near him in fantasy, no. If he's still got any pace, it'll be a, it, it'll offer a little bit of change. And like you say, receiving out the backfield, he'll definitely play. And I think he'll spell Shady. But I don't think there's there's no there's certainly no real fantasy value in him. And I think the thing what you will what you will see, unlikely in our league, but what you will see in other leagues is he will get picked up off mm-hmm. name alone, yeah. and that is what happens in a number of fantasy leagues. But in truth, his role there probably minimal. You're talking one or two games where he'll score some points because he maybe breaks one and catches one out of the backfield, but he ain't going to be nothing for the season, and you know, no, no real relevance at all. This is the year that you can rely on the camel. Do it all, so it doesn't make any difference. Come on. Come on. Camel. Definitely 100% camel. (laughs) Lastly, we'll move on to Tom Brady. He's been suspended four games, as it would appear as sort of 60% of the league at the moment. I reckon the way it's going, if us lot popped over to the States for a week, we'd probably have a chance of getting a game. But Fantasy-wise, what do you think of the Brady suspension? Does does he get drafted, or is he going to be on the waiver wire? He'll get drafted. I think he'll be late round. Def- definitely, definitely get drafted. drafted. Yeah. You'll take him. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I think he could be a real steal, depending on what your draft format is. I mean, obviously, we're coming at it from our perspective, which is a an auction draft, but. We're in the minority. There's going to be a lot of people doing snake drafts. And in the snake draft format, he's going to go round 10, 11. And I think he could end up winning you a season. I've just got a feeling about this Patriots offense with with the two tight ends that they've got. And, you know, with Dion Lewis coming back, I think they're going to be a real a real threat to, to the the AFC this year. So, well, They're just a match-up nightmare, aren't they? You look at that and you think you might have one guy that can cover the tight end. You're not going to have two. And then that same guy, your kind of strong safety, free safety hybrid, he's the guy you want also covering Dion Lewis. And all of a sudden, the one guy in the backfield that you want covering Gronk or Bennett or Lewis simply can't cover all three. And there'll be mismatches all over the show. You can see what they're trying to do. And yeah, I, I agree. I think Brady's going to be the back half of the season. I, I could well see him tearing it up. That is <clears throat> what you described is the only reason... Tom Brady will have a modicum of success this year. Now, maybe potentially wrongly, I think I've been saying Tom Brady's probably been done for two years. And I remember two years ago, we went to some event, some NFL thing uh, with old Vern. <clears throat> and uh, we filmed that show for Channel 4. And I had a, I, I made a comment. It was like the fourth week of the season. Brady had had a stinker three weeks of the fall chucking it up, staring down receivers, <laughs> can't make, can't, can't complete a pass, 
the argument may be with the likes of Lewis, with the likes of Gronk, he ain't going to have to chuck it very far. But I think his arm strength's gone. He's obviously still got the football IQ. He's never been mobile, even as much as he tried to run a few times last year. I, I don't, I, I really, uh, you know, granted, I'm biased. I kind of hate the man. But equally, I think kind from a football standpoint, <laughs> I think from a football standpoint, he is he is definitely on his last legs. And under any other coach, he would have been done years ago. Belichick has literally wrung the last drop of football out of that man. You know what we said that we, two years ago we were sat halfway through the season. I think they just got dicks by the Chiefs. We sat there talking about one of our weeks. Um, in fantasy football, and we all said, oh, the Patriots are done, Brady's done, they've had it, they're never going to come back, and they won the Super Bowl that year. Um, with that coach and that quarterback, and with that tight end and the weapons that they've got, I don't think you can ever write them off, and I think they're, they're as good a chance to win it again this year as they, they ever have been. And I think also, one of the things, much like Le'Veon Bell, coming into the season, having missed the first couple of games, that might not be a bad thing for the back end of the season. There's less time, you know, less wear and tear on him, less hits, less, less knockdowns, less chance, a quarter, there's a 25% less chance of him getting injured during the course of the season, which means usually when he starts getting hot, it's the back end of the season, the second half. Well, that means now, if that moves on a bit, you're talking about being in the playoffs when he's hitting the absolute sort of stride. And the same with um, Le'Veon Bell coming in after a suspension. Well, that's just means he's getting an opportunity to get fitter, stronger, healthier to be even better for the for the course of the season. So I, I think not only fantasy wise, but Brady could well be the one to, to again do big things and, and push the team into the playoffs and, and potentially back to the Super Bowl. Fair Maybe play. the Steelers are saying to Le'Veon Bell, "Can you go and smoke this so you can have a bit of a rest and be yeah. good later on?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're saving it. We're saving yeah. it. Um, yeah, fair fair points. All um, Lev Bell just loves loves weed, doesn't he? He just fucking loves it. <laughs> Okay. Hey man! <laughs> hey man! <laughs> There's worse things to enjoy. <laughs> oh, but um, it's a bit of an issue when you're a professional athlete. Yeah, like wow. like in a league that hates it more than anything else. Yeah, like like and in a, in a league when you're test you're only tested at certain times of the year for any drugs. So Why just don't do cold? it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I know. Told when the testing's going to be. So lay it off. And they've got literally got calendars telling these yeah. people. Don't do drugs from April first to this date, and you're white. Right. Rest so, of the time, fill your boots, go nuts. <laughs> from from one person that has been caught and absolutely loves weed, to one bloke that hasn't been caught yet, and I guarantee he loves weed, DeAndre Hopkins. If you've ever seen his NFL profile picture, if that dude doesn't smoke weed by the gram, <laughs> I'm like I'm, I don't know what I am. But anyway. He's been asking for a new contract this week, probably because he's deeply in debt to his dealer. But he <laughs> he he's uh, been asked he's been asking for a new contract and been rejected. Uh, Gronk's asked for a new contract, and I think that one's probably going to get done. Would I be right in saying that? I, I think. Um, well, I think and, he's just going to ask for all the money, and they'll go yes, yes, all the money, yes, <laughs> just do anything <laughs> that, you want. That, that will be in the negotiations because. By all accounts, he hasn't spent any of the money that he's made so far, like, you know, his, his actual salaries. Because all he does is go to bars and people buy him drinks. And that's, <laughs> yeah, he, didn't he, he, didn't he do like, a, didn't he do like an off-season where they just paid for him to have a boat and people yeah. paid yeah. to come, to come party with Gronk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Gronk was just getting fucked up with everyone. <laughs> 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 so, 
I want to be Gronk. I mean, Gronk is, I mean, you know, everyone knows my love for Andrew Luck, but Gronk is probably my favourite human being. Anyone that, that, you know, comes out and says things like, my favourite drink is vodka and water because it gets you drunk and keeps you hydrated. (laughs) (laughs) And when asked what his favourite wine is, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it tastes like Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) What is not to love about that man-child? He is such a man-child. It it just goes to highlight, though, the the difference between the haves and the have-nots in the NFL in that you've got, Gronk and these real top level players who can walk into an office and go listen give me more cash or I'm off ski um you know, don't go uh, about DeAndre Hopkins is if you're gonna go for a holdout at least see it through what was it did he hold out for what a day it wasn't even that, was it? It was like... Fuck me, man, come on. Don't go into the office and say, right, that's it, I'm off. Mate, and then you... when they say, no, you're not, he goes... Oh, are you, are you sure practice? he didn't just sleep in during practice? I'm like, shit, I'm going to get fined. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I'm having a holdout. Oh, OK, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm here now. We'll, we'll call that over. If you money, at least put your, put your money where your mouth is, you know? Don't just say, oh, right, yeah, sorry, OK, yeah, I'll come a hun- back. 125%, that guy was baked when he did that. Man, I've got an idea. You reckon you just turned up to work the next day and they said, What are you doing here? You're on a holdout. Oh, yeah, sorry, no, that's over. And he just completely forgotten. Just completely forgot. (laughs) No idea what he was doing. However, he is. He ends up walking back into the facilities with the munchies. Oh, shit. Yeah, I am. He is is the best player on that roster. It's not hard, though, is it? yeah. No, it's not. Well, not easy, but, though, because J.J. Is... Watt's on that roster. Other than Jay, okay, on the offense, on that side of the ball. Right. And for me, what we have to remember, and this is a thing that I always, like, you know, the, 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 the NFL open access, we all know we get all the information straight away, we get what we want. <clears throat> what we have to remember is that these guys, okay, we hear 120 million over you know, whatever, six years, receivers one in 20 million a year, 15 million a year, whatever. It is nothing in comparison to what the billionaire owners are pocketing throughout the year due to the, what the, the juggernaut that the NFL makes. So for me, I've got absolutely no issue at all, no problem at all with players doing what they can to get the contract. He, he, they've known about him for years as a rookie, he was widely tipped to as the successor to Andre Johnson. This is time to make his money this year and next year. I can do it, man. These owners are literally making money hand over fist. The players, you've got one, two. If you're lucky and you've been around three reasonable contracts, get what you can. You know, I think that Hopkins has been sensible because what he's got is a real unknown quantity at QB. Um, Osweiler. Obviously, very limited games, very limited snaps. He's not been in that offense before. So I think DeAndre coming in and going, right, I'll get my contract because I just don't know how this is going to pan out with this guy throwing the ball to me. So I think he's a you know, a smart man to get the, the payday before the season starts and, and he knows what he's getting at QB. Is there a player in the NFL other than... JJ Watts and the guys we've mentioned that could do this tomorrow and get away with it, get a bigger contract. Well, I think, I think there's a number. I think there's a number of players. It's about the thing about NFL contract negotiation. This is all about timing. It's about need. It's about what they have. One, I mean, you know, one of the 
rumours, one of the reasons we was able to get the Fitz deal done when we did was that the Rams cut Foles. And therefore, there is a legitimate starter potentially available. So I, I think it's all about, it's about timing, it's about need in the NFL. I think, yes, you're right. Absolutely, you make a point. Everybody knows. Probably in every sport, if you're, you know, one of the top 50 players, let's say, you're obviously going to be in a a, a much more vaunted position. Uh, and so you've got a bit more wiggle room for negotiation. But if you are an average player, like the likes of Foles, who made money in his fucking dog shit, if you can get there at the right time when the team has a need, you can still make money. Yeah, I might write a blog about that. Uh, yeah, that might be my first post. And uh, that beautifully segues into the fact that we have already mentioned it in the show, but we do now have uh, a web presence. We've got a footprint on the World Wide Web. How about that, lads? Like I say, wait for, just just kick back. The raw is a coming. I promise you. Yeah, I promise you. Um, you can find us at Tuesday PM Long Snapper at WordPress. Um, we're there. We're also on SoundCloud, Tuesday PM Long Snapper. And we are on Twitter as... PM, Tuesday PM Tuesday Long PM Snapper. Long Snap, I think it is actually, Craig. That is right. Yeah, Q- that's right. T-U-E-P-M Long Snap. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. But the chances are, if you're listening to this, we've followed you because basically I've, there's not an American football team in the country that I haven't followed yet. Yeah, so you can check us out. Please, if you do download the podcast, you're listening to it, so you must have. Leave a, leave a review on iTunes. It's it's quite important. I don't know why, but it is quite important. Um, just go on there, check all our stuff out. Craig and Martin have both put up a post so far, which were pretty good. We're going to talk about one of those shortly. Um Mark, I'm still waiting for yours, yeah? It's in the post, right? It is, yeah, it's in the post. I've sent it via snail mail. It's, it's, it's winging its way to me. Oh, nice one. Thanks, yeah. I'll uh, I'll wait by the door like a little beagle or something. Um, yeah, Martin wrote a post on NFL programming, which is uh, what we're going to talk about now, actually, Martin. You've, um, you've been watching untold amounts of football telly, haven't you? So I wrote a little post about um, the, the NFL and what they're – doing and, and I think they've been quite innovative in looking at the programming so it's not just about watching the games and watching the highlights they're now giving uh, films and shows that give you a look behind the scenes a glimpse behind the curtain and the daddy of them all is hard knocks starting back in 2001 with the, the Baltimore Ravens it showed the you know the traumas of going through an NFL training camp and you know the, the, the just monumental Feats of strength these guys have to do day in, day out. The getting up early in the morning, the meetings, learning playbooks that you know are more complicated than doing a doctorate. And it also shows the business side of, of it, where guys are getting cut, not because they've done anything wrong, but simply because the roster changes needed to happen. And and we've got the latest sort of um, addition from it's uh, actually from from Amazon. Um, which is All or Nothing, which is essentially um, an extended version of Hard Knock. So you're going behind the scenes, you're getting to know some of those players, and it's about the entire season as opposed to just training camp. Um, there's a lot of similarities. Um, it tends to focus on a couple of players. But Hard Knocks likes to follow a rookie or two, and you get invested in those guys, and some of them don't make it. Some of them never even get to play in an NFL game. 
these are the superstars. They're the Patrick Petersons. They're the Carson Palmers. You know, they're the Larry Fitzgeralds. These guys that you know, uh, you know, established superstars. And, you know, some of them have got some really, really good personalities and characters. And one of the other things that you learn, and, and I think All or Nothing took a, a leaf out of um, Hard Knocks book, is you want a good coach. The coach needs to give you those little sound bites that, you know, are, are going to make the trailers and make people want to watch it again. And Bruce Arians is that man. I mean, short of wearing the flat caps, but that's a something that I've, you know, got a personal bugbear against anyone that wears flat caps, because as far as I'm concerned, only two social groups wear flat caps, farmers and <laughs> and he, oh, why have you done that? I'm going in. And he don't drive a tractor, so you know he's um, equally he is a very very entertaining bloke, and he is also second only to Samuel L. Jackson in his proficiency in the use of the word motherfucker. motherfucker. He uses motherfucker brilliantly. He yeah, has got that work. down. My biggest problem with all or nothing is spoiler alert: the Cardinals didn't win the Super Bowl. So you can kind of guess whether they got all or whether they got nothing. <laughs> so, and, and because it comes after the season, the investment's different because you know the outcome, you know how it's going to finish. So it's, I mean, there's some really genuinely entertaining bits in it and it's behind the, the curtain stuff, you know, how impactive it was when um, Honey Badger went down. That team mm. was just absolutely gutted. He was such a, a character, such a presence in that team. And, you can kind of see them come out and say it on the news segments afterwards, but it's something that you didn't really see until you, um, you, know, you watch it on the, uh, on the show. And I think Mark's the other person here that's, that's in that particular um, show, haven't you? So I don't know if you've got any different views on it. No, I, I'm like you. I think, so, I think some of the stuff that the um, NFL films are producing now is absolutely top draw. Um, I did like All or Nothing. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I've only got two episodes to go. Um, so I'm, I was, you know, thanks for the spoiler alert. I was yet to find out if they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what I would say about All or Nothing, from what I understand of the, of, the, of the series, is that they kind of caught lightning in a bottle a bit because the Cardinals guys didn't actually know why they were there. So when Hard Knocks is being filmed, the guys know they're there. So they know to play up to the camera. They know that oh, that guy's over there shooting, he's a hard knocks guy. The Cardinals just saw all these guys walking around their facility and they were like, well, they're not shooting hard knocks. What are they doing? And and it was all sort of bluffed. And so you got a lot more of a natural a natural reaction from i haven't seen it i'm I'm just this is what i've heard so what backs that up for me is it feels grittier than hard knocks um and i don't know whether that's just because the team is grittier or whether because bruce arians is in it is grittier it just feels like or whether because they haven't bleeped out all the swearing like they're doing hard knocks i just i don't know it just it feels uh it feels a bit more real to me and i wonder if that's because hard knocks is getting to a point where it's jumping the shark a little bit yeah, um, you've got a, a lot of the teams. Like, I think the, the early episodes of Hard Knocks were great, uh, but then when you start looking at the Falcons one in fourteen and the Texans one in fifteen, I think they were. It was all set up that the whole thing with JJ Watt and the massive workout he did during the day was like a fucking advert for how like how much of a Superman he is, um, and he didn't get that as much in All or Nothing. Having said that. All or Nothing was great in so much that it was the entire length of the season. But in a way, because it was that, 
you didn't get to delve into anything as much as you would do on an episode of Hard Knocks, which is limited to just a training camp. I'm genuinely quite excited for the Rams um, Hard Knocks because it's um, you know new team, new location. I think that'll be quite good. One uh, of your teams as yeah. well, isn't it? What, what, exactly right. What are the know? chances the NFL would have picked one of your 19 teams? <laughs> yeah, <that's>, you know, <laughs> they had to get one eventually. I think, but for me, the thing about uh, I've not seen it either yet. I think Bruce Arians is mustard. He had a, he had a um, maybe a football life last year, and you know he's not only a great character, but and that's the thing about football. There's always a bit of romance, and he talked a lot about his um, relationship with um, Chuck and the, the cancer bit and and all that. And he, you know he's a stand up bloke. He seems to have done a hell of a job at the, at the cards. I suppose just generally on the um, program is that. You already see in franchises have a bit of an issue doing the hard knocks, and that's only for training camp. So the likelihood of you know you, once you get past your you know your, your Bruce Arians and your and your you know maybe Rex Ryan's, who else is going to be willing to open their doors to a television crew for the whole season? Um, but that, that beside the point, yeah. Yeah, but that but that beside the buy, I think just shows another reason why the NFL. Is just so ahead of the curve, probably in terms of any other sport, is the access. There's so many fantastic shows, the 30 for 30 documentaries, the various, um, you know, one-offs, your hard knocks. It's just, it's unbelievable. If you enjoy sport and you've maybe got a history in it at any level, the access is there for you, the info is there for you, and it's just, it's why the NFL is so appealing. The, the thing that I would say about that about that is that obviously i work in sports telly and stuff and a lot of these clubs have all their own like man united have got their own channel and liverpool and everton and everyone's got their own youtube channel arsenal tv i've got a good mate who works for arsenal tv who's out in la at the moment with the on the tour the nfl centralizes all that and therefore has control if the premier league decided we're going to make we're going to make hard knocks for a Premier League team. Well, Channel 5 tried it, and it was ridiculed because the club just squash it. Nothing out, nothing can come out of here that makes us look even remotely bad. Even remotely. And hard knocks is controlled. It's, it's very much controlled, but it isn't controlled to the extent where everything's sweetness and light and all the curbs are painted and everything's wonderful. There is that bit of realism about it, and... Yeah, the NFL really is starting to, well, or is starting to be copied. If you look at, if if you look at BT Sport, they're now making their own little documentaries. Sky did it last year with the Crazy Gang. They made a, a documentary about the Crazy Gang. It's it's all everything's filtering down. Was that Sky or BT? That was BT Sport. Was it BT? It? Was it? Sorry. Um, yeah. But the, but the the sports documentary thing, the thirty for thirty. You know, all those kind of things are all filtering over to, over to England now. And uh, 30 for 30 is one of the greatest. If you've never watched um, 30 for 30, there's there's some clips on YouTube. There's a really, really great one about um, the um, invention of Gatorade. I don't know if any of you know about Gatorade. It was made specifically. <laughs> it's specifically made for the Florida Gators. Ah, uh, see, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, there's not the drink, not the sports drink. <laughs> You're taking me down the. No, no, the sports drink. 
The sports drink itself was specifically yeah, developed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not trust know me. That. Go, on, go on to YouTube and watch the documentary about it. It was a it was a, a a hydration drink for the lads in Florida because it was so hot. So hot. Yeah, yeah they made it especially for the Gators. I think the Gators make money off it as well. I don't I can't confirm or deny. It's been a while since I watched it, but but my point is the way that it's covered and. Um, disseminated by the nfl is so clever and it's so ahead of its time i think you will start seeing that occurring over here premier league, well, copies, of, the premier league oh, copies everything else that the um the nfl do eventually don't they so it is bound to come over here at some stage pretty much yeah one of the things i was going to say with, with hard knocks as opposed to a lot of those other programs is it's immediate they're filming it and it's coming out within a week so the opportunity to cut things up and, and, and maybe go, oh, this is going to be a problem down the line. And there's not a lot of time for to, to have in the editing room. So, as you know, it, it's a very different process, I'd imagine, making something literally on a week-to-week basis than making it, editing it after the, the event in the season. Maybe, maybe. But I've worked on reality telly, and believe me, they can make anything look like anything. I, I think that shows, you know, reality TV can be edited overnight and a story can be created just by a guy sitting in an edit booth and going do you know what i fancy making this bloke look like a hero today so they show his 10 catches they don't show any of his drops they show him going home to his wife and kids and all of a sudden that bloke's mr popular but on the same day he could have got into a fight with a load of his teammates but they haven't shown that he could have you know he could have been in the changing room pissing up the up the locker of jj watt no one's ever going to see it because they edit it out. But, 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 it, but, it, but it's who's making those decisions. The team isn't going to have a great deal of time to sit down and go, right, I want to see a rough cut of this oh, week's t- show and then go, oh, hang on a minute, that, that don't make us look good. The, like, the NFL are the ones footage. in control. Yeah, but the team... So the NFL, be, like you yeah. say, the NFL's got the control, though, isn't it? They're the yeah. ones that got the last say. So if it makes the team look bad, but it makes the league look good, then they'll be for it. You know, things like, you know, in one of the... There's a Dolphins one where um, Chad Johnson... Had the domestic incident, the league came down hard. He got kicked out. You know, maybe it didn't reflect very well on the Dolphins. You know, obviously getting a guy like that into the into the club, but it was dealt with, and it was one of the most spectacular bits of car crash TV there's ever been. And that 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 suited the the purpose of the NFL to go. Right, this this TV is brilliant. It it didn't help the player. It didn't help the club, but. It was it was great TV, so the NFL put it out. Surely a lot of it must be how the team prepares for it, because they know full well that those cameras are coming. And you've got the like the Falcons with of the people that I can remember recently. Mike Smith came out of that program as one of the worst I've ever I've ever seen. Like a there. fucking idiot, didn't oh, you? Yeah, he exactly. Was awful. Terrible. And his preparation for it must have been like, oh well, we're just going to make everyone think that we're fucking yeah. tough going into this season. It was a disaster. And then you had the Texans, conversely, who went into it and like nothing happened the whole season. Because it was so obviously carefully prepared and the team had been drilled about what they could do and what they couldn't do. Yeah, it might be difficult to cut it and like brief it on a day-by-day basis, but um, they clearly didn't want to give away any kind of controversy. And that came across, and I don't think this, uh, I, and I think the season suffered as a result of it. Or you could go down the route of the Bengals' James Harrison and just slam the door on the cameraman at every opportunity. <laughs> just go, mate, fuck off, you don't deserve to be here. And just don't let them film you by... You know, just walking in front of cameras the whole time. And that's why I think that what all or nothing worked well. Because um, you had Bruce Arians clearly just didn't give a shit. He was going to say what he was going to say. He was quite happy. And for, for them, in a way, I guess it must have been good that it wasn't focused on a couple of months because 
there's so much less that they can get into a program when it's spanning a whole season. They've got to focus on just the stuff that's that's relevant, and therefore they can't worry about all the fights in preseason. And they they've got less of a chance to look like a bunch of wankers. So they they should be okay. We're going to have to move on. I could talk about that all night, really, but uh, we're we're an hour into our recording, and we've got to talk about any other business. So sorry, sorry, guys. Maybe we'll re- revisit that when um, we've all seen it. Um, yeah, so we'll start with Mark this week on any other business. What what do you want to share with us, mate? mate? I've not had much time to think about it this week, other than... Oh, good, um, good. Yeah, well, you know, we are recording a day early, or whatever it is. Other than last weekend was the last weekend of the year when there's no NFL games being played. Brilliant news. Happy with that. Um, and something I picked up today, quite really? happy with... Is that, is that right? Does pre-season yeah, pre-season, start next week? Pre-season starts next weekend. I think it's like the Hall of Fame game or something like that, but there is NFL games being played from next weekend oh, on with the rest of the year. Yeah, happy <laughs> days. Um, something I picked up today, I'm showing it to the camera, so obviously great radio. Um, no one else will be able to see this. It's the Lindy Sports Pro Football 2016 oh, yeah. Fucking class publication. I've got it for the last four or five years. Um, there's a UK edition out now. It's, there's a couple of websites that pick it up, and it's covered in... Um, W.H. Smith, if you haven't got it and you're interested in the NFL, it is absolutely pop draw. It covers every uh, pre-camp roster for every NFL team, talks about their strengths, their weaknesses, what's what's good about them, what, where they're going to struggle, the coaching, the setup, everything. There's a there's a dedicated 16-page UK football special. Um, it's worth it. It's seven quid, so it's not cheap, but it is absolutely brilliant. If you haven't heard of it, go and check it out. And it's a great fantasy research tool. Great fantasy research tool. They also do, if you're interested in that as well, they also do a special um, fantasy publication as well that's also well worth the money. Fair enough. We'll uh, check that out. Martin, what have you got this week? Um, Mine is uh, one of our number is having a birthday imminently. And I'd like to say happy birthday to Craig. He's... uh, But the bad news for Cheers, Craig mate. Is... Oh, you no, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Craig, when's your birthday? What day? That, 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 well, I don't want to tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday. Ah, there we go. So, Mine's Monday. Yes, good luck. Oh, look at that. Look at that. But anyway, yeah. But the bad news for Craig is, is um, if you thought your 20s went quickly, mate, shit the bed, <laughs> your 30s are like a blink of the fucking eye. It is just a, a blur. The whole thing. And it, like I say, I, I know you, you're turning the big 3-0. So it's mate, it flies by. It only it only goes by quicker. So enjoy it all and have a good one. Time goes quicker, Cheers, mate. Time goes quicker. You get slower. That's how it works. <laughs> Cheers, lads. <laughs> Craig, what you got? So, oddly enough, uh, mine too was an ode to the dirty thirties. And um, to be honest, it was I had a bit of a. Let's just call it a quarter-life crisis. I think that's pretty typical now amongst young men. <laughs> so I went, I went a bit batshit crazy at 25, um, and I'm approaching 30 with a much more positive attitude. Uh, as you know, I found kickboxing. I'm going to a world championships in October, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty fucking positive about being 30. Not, not, not good to hear that it's time seems to speed up. <laughs> that, that's not great news, but yeah, shouts. Shouts to the the thirty club. I'll be uh, I'll be joining you on Saturday. Cheers, lads. That just leaves me really Lego. <laughs> awesome. Obviously. Now everyone thinks Lego's awesome, right? But 
I've got a four-year-old it's lad. It's expensive. I know it's, that. It's much. very expensive. I was very lucky that my wife is a. She she does. She used to be a nanny, and we we've inherited about three <laughs> metric tons of broken Lego, like not broken, obviously not broken, but deconstructed Lego sets, right? So I've spent nineteen twenty. 23 hours maybe setting up all these little Lego kits for my lad, right? What does he do with them? Takes them all a bit and then spreads them across the entire fucking house. Can I find that one bit that holds the door on the giant red aeroplane? No. Hell no. No, I can't. What one does he want to play with? The giant red fucking aeroplane. (laughs) And what does he notice? The door's not on. No, it's not on, Ollie, because you've hidden all the good bits. You've hidden all the bits that make it work. Do you know what? Lego just shouldn't exist. And it should, well, to be fair, it, it should exist, but it should only be for adults that appreciate it and don't break it. All right? That's all I Like, Lego, just stop. Kids so don't Ray... need to have stuff that they can. And... So, so, so you, you basically want an airfix kit, is what you want. No, you I want don't even want an airfix kit. An airfix no, kit just, and just done. An injection molded plastic. An injection molded plastic aeroplane. That's all he needs. Right? The because what I don't sunshine need, that is Dougie Andrews. What I don't need <laughs> is to get up for the toilet in the night and Stand walk on, on a, a four-square piece of Lego. That is the most painful thing known to man, the unexpected piece of Lego. I just... Just just enough with the Lego, right? I, also, I got hit on the toe playing cricket at the weekend, and it looks like... Have you ever seen I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? You know, the, the toe yeah, shot in that. Yeah. yeah, I'll put it on Twitter so you can see. <laughs> anyway, my toe looks like that. It's ridiculous. Um, that's a wrap then, guys. Um, we've talked for an hour and five minutes, and I felt like we could go on for probably another hour, really. It's, it's just, you know, time speeds up, Craig. Yep. Not joking, mate. Not joking. Oh, shit. Yeah. I look great, though, so it's cool. That's open for debate, isn't it? It's not, mate. It's not. You look like, not, a, sort of, you look like a sort of emaciated Kimbo Slice. No, mate. This is this is this is this is this is all beauty. Look, I can even twist the beard and that. Yeah, but that mate, just skin. makes you. That that just makes you. I don't know if it's this angle, mate. But you're looking like you're getting a bit more forehead to the watch yeah. rather than the. Uh... <laughs> Turning into a bit of a fiver, isn't it? Listen, mate. My my hairline is impeccable, and I I am in shape. I'm a I'm a handsome man. I get better. Black don't crack. Trust me. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you black? <laughs> Have you not mentioned that? He's not mentioned that, has he? I've, I yeah. <laughs> Alright boys, let's leave it there. Let's uh, let these people go about their daily business. Cheers, lads. Alright, cheers. Take it See easy. you later. Bye. 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 Bye.